What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. So, uh, congratulations. I'm going to wrap up the initiation series. Um, I, you know, yesterday spent time at a pinning. I got to read some stuff uh, during the ceremony. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, it always gets me up and gets me motivated seeing stuff like that, getting to be a part of stuff like that. Um, I see a lot of celebratory stuff going around on Instagram and Facebook, and it's really cool. I had a lot of uh, a lot of guys that worked for me uh, at one stage or another make it this year, and, and it it was very cool to see. Uh, I'm proud of each and every one of them. But you you've heard throughout the season uh, as we've talked about what it's about, what it's for, right? I guarantee at one point or another, someone has said to you or you've overheard that the hard part starts the day you get pinned. And I know everybody feels like they just went through the hard part, right? And there's this sense of relief that it's over and that you made it, right? And you did and you earned that. Uh, And that sense of relief is warranted but it needs to be cautioned as well right like there's times i got buddies that have told me these stories about the day they got pinned and that night got phone calls about guys are in the hospital guys got arrested this that and the other thing and and you're on the clock you're on the clock the second those frogs got put on the back of those anchors and so what I want to talk about today is is you, you went through everything you went through to get to this point. Then you went through the initiation season. And then you got accepted. And then you got pinned. So now what? Now what do you do? A lot of people arrive at this thinking it's the mountaintop, right? Thinking they've arrived thinking that, you know, hard parts over, I did it. I you know, I crossed the finish line and I'm here now. And that's dangerous. And it's dangerous because of what these chiefs and these senior chiefs and these master chiefs have been trying to instill in you from the very beginning is that the hard part just began. It just started. The hardest Times the most stressful times, the most emotional times, and the most rewarding times of your entire naval career will happen between September 14th and the day you clock out. I promise you that. So what should you be doing? Develop yourselves. I talked at length with the selectee I sponsored this year about how it's dangerous that we think that the only time that we're training chiefs is during that six weeks, which this year is even shorter than that, of the chiefs initiation season, right? Not that there's not people out there doing it and getting after it all the time from one-on-one mentorship to, to robust uh, training programs for their first classes to make sure that they're ready. But those are rare. Those are anomalies. I'm telling you right now, not just from the leadership development end of it, but from the sailors coming up through the the ranks, think that chiefs are built in six weeks. Nothing could be further from the truth. 
in the absence of the robust program of you know a year-round leadership development one-on-one mentorship kind of curriculum in the absence of that what generally ends up happening is leaders come into it with a lot of potential they drink out of a f- the, the biggest fire hose they've ever seen in their life for six weeks and they pick up a lot of very valuable things and lessons and information but the day after pinning starts the hardest year of their naval career and it was true for me too I had a lot of great mentors uh, I thought I was ready but that first year was the hardest year of my naval career I got destroyed on a daily basis because I didn't quite understand some of the fundamental things I needed to to be a good chief and to take care of my guys I I had their best interests at heart I cared about those guys deeply but I didn't quite have the tools yet I didn't have the understanding that I needed to do it effectively and I got it because they're gonna they're gonna drag you there kicking and screaming if they have to you're gonna come around right but it it's pre- it's preventable in, in that if we spend the time doing it ahead of time and then you go into the chief season it's like a finishing process right I'm, we're just polishing the rough edges at that point um, not that you won't learn a ton not, and get a lot of experience in your first year as a chief but it doesn't have to hurt so much um, I, I've shared stories at length on this podcast about my first year so I won't go down that rabbit hole now but just know that you have a responsibility to continue to develop yourself to actively seek out leadership tools leadership lessons mentorship education right it doesn't stop now this is the hardest part and the more time and bandwidth you devote to continuing to develop yourself the better chief you're going to be and these kids are absolutely entitled to the best possible chief you have in you entitled it's not earned by them it's not not required the freshest seaman recruit right out of boot goes to his a school shows up to the ship entitled to the best possible chief you have in you because we're building our reliefs we we're building the future of the navy right that this is not some person that has to earn your trust and earn your time and mentorship and wisdom right this is not how this works this is not an exchange this is a one-way street where i pour into them as much as i possibly can and i do everything i possibly can to make sure they're ready to execute the mission and succeed in every way possible so that when I walk away or when they get pinned, they're ready. Because they're going to be charged with the care of all these junior sailors in the future. One last thing I'll leave you with is, is this responsibility never ends and it doesn't have limits. What I mean by that is everybody deserves it I've seen some things in some people I know lately and some leaders that I know lately and they're not bad people they're not bad leaders 
but I've seen some opinions during disciplinary processes where the conversation goes down this road of accountability, which is good, of you know punishment if needed, of remediation, but it's almost like because they've done these things to find themselves in the situation that they're in, there's like this tone of disgust at times in leaders' voices. And it's because they're angry. And I understand it, right? It's frustrating when somebody's not pulling their weight or when they don't get it, especially when you think they're doing it on purpose, when you think it's just a lack of caring or you think it's just blatant disregard, right? But there, there's a problem at the root of that behavior, right? And it's a problem that's fixable. And I've told a couple of stories recently, uh, and I'll kind of rehash one of them real quick before I tell the second. But the first one is a guy that everybody had given up on. He had gone through two submarines, bunch of disciplinary processes, having trouble at home. Uh, everybody thought this kid was a lost cause. And he was about to be separated from the Navy last year. And, uh, Commodore decided, hey, you know, if, if you can find a boat for this kid, we'll give him one more chance. And so my buddy calls me and he says, hey, I got this guy and I need help because I think he's worth he's worth saving, but he needs he needs another chance. Will you take him? And I said, hell yes, I'll take him. I love nothing more than to be the opportunity for reclamation if I can give it. And it doesn't always work out. I've got some stories about that too. And and I don't think it's going soft. I just think it's a chance to take all the lessons that they learned while they were being held accountable and while they were going through the pain of figuring things out at their previous commander, at their previous, you know, division or unit or whatever, and apply them in a in a, in a new setting where they don't think everybody looks at them that way, right? They get a clean slate and they get to reinvent themselves. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it works so well that the young man that you give that third chance ends up being the number one seaman on board and gets mapped to third class and gets the first NAM that he's ever gotten in his career because he put the division on his back along with another guy when uh, I lost my only flea returnee on short notice. Sometimes that's how those stories work out. And so where I'm going with this is that they deserve it all the time, even if it doesn't work out, right? There's a young man right now that was one of my A school students. Uh, great kid, works hard, good attitude. He got caught up in some horseplay stuff uh, that led to uh, him going to captain's mass and, and they went the administrative separation route. I'm not gonna get into the details of it, but not a bad person, just did something dumb. And he's being separated, and it's like if you ever had a had a time where you could justifyingly say, "This guy's not worth my time," or "All right, I can I can stop now because he's getting separated and going home," right? I mean, this would this would be the case, right? I I don't I don't think so. So uh, I I went, ran into this kid. He's he's basically in like a transient division, doing some grunt work and ran into him and I, and I talked to him all the time. I run into him all the time as, cause we're, you know, we're both CSs and we both in the conduct of our job, you know, overlap sometimes. And 
So I'd run into him a bunch, and I, uh, I ran into him at the pla- at a place I knew that the only reason he could be there is he got detached from his unit, and he was in this transient personnel unit. I was like, hey, man, what are you doing here? And he, his head just dropped, and, I mean, he had shame all over his face because I was his A-school instructor, and he looked up to me, and now he, you know, he knows I know that something went terribly wrong, right? So... He explains to me what happened and that he's getting separated. I was like, God, yeah, it gutted me. Was he ex- explaining this story to me? And so I said, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I want to stay in the area and I'd like to work in the, in the food service industry. He's like, but I don't really know. You know, I'm looking around. He's like, I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, I was like, all right, man, well, let me, let me reach out to some people. Cause I got some friends that do this for a living right so reached out to a buddy of mine who is a retired chief culinary specialist owns his own uh restaurant right now and is doing well right and i reached out to him like hey man this is the story good kid got caught up in some stuff and now he's getting separated but he wants to stay in the area and work in the industry and it was like it was one of those, like, if I had been standing in front of him, he wouldn't even let me finish the sentence, where I was basically asking him for help, if he could fit him in at his place or, or help me out in some way. And, it, like, immediate response was, let me take a look at it when I go in tomorrow, and I'll let you know. And if I can't fit him in, I'll find somebody that can. That's what chiefs do. This guy's retired. He doesn't have any obligation to do this for this guy. For a guy that's getting separated for misconduct. Except he does. He does have a responsibility. And he knows it. And that's why he did it. And that's why it was so simple. May may have never even met this kid in his life. But, you know, understands the scenario. He's a sailor. And chiefs take care of sailors. No matter what. They're entitled. They're entitled to it. And that's it. That's all I got for uh, for this series, for uh, for this episode, I guess, of uh, Spin the Yarn. And uh, I'm going to go finish some of the things I got to do on this wonderful Saturday. Uh, again, congratulations. You've earned it. But... You got to earn it today, you got to earn it tomorrow, and you got to earn it every day for the rest of your life. That's why they're so heavy. If you need anything from us, hit us up, don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us, don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM us on Instagram at DGUS Podcast. Let us know what you think, what you need, what you want, anything, uh, and I'll do my best to help you out. Thank you so much for listening, and don't give up the ship. 